The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. Oh, it's Christus Victor so hard it doesn't even care. Correct me if I'm wrong, I could be watching too many ancient alien shows. I don't think we should change the ordering of the Bible. I'm not saying that. Nah, I'm gonna die on that hill. Alright, I'd like to welcome everyone to an episode of the Second Rate Saints podcast. I'm your producer, Caleb. Um, today we are missing Joel, and so rather than to my left, straight across the table from me is... Colton. And uh, to my left... Is uh, Josh, the head of R&D, um, and back to my left is Caleb. Yeah, I'm making the triangle today. Yeah? Yeah. Like but- a Trinity. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow, we're starting I off don't know if we strong to ourselves as and theory. weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, right at the beginning, we're going downhill. But, Josh, beyond making bad jokes, what else do you do? You read sometimes, right? Um, what, what have you read? Occasionally. On an occasion. You've been known to do that, as yeah. you have your giant library <laughs> giant behind snack. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you reading? What have um, you read? I like fiction and both nonfiction, but recently I've jumped into the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, the pinnacle of science fiction. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. The, the Foundation of Science Fiction. Wow. See what I did there? Yeah, I got I it. Did. Yeah, I is, this, um, is this the first time that we're doing a book not related to either philosophy or religion? I think so. Or is this book have both philosophy and religion? It has both. Nice. Yeah. No, because Isaac Asimov is an intellectual. Oh. <laughs> not a, what I mean by that is like he's not just writing like a story to write a salacious story. Like it's it's actually he's making a point about society. He's making okay. a point about like humanity, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So basically, just a short overview of the story without spoiling anything. I mean, it's a seven-book series. Say, it's been it's, out for a thousand years. I was going to say, yeah, it's been out yeah. since the 50s, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, and so, like, this, because it's so old, this book is actually, like, the inspiration for, like, Dune. And Dune being the inspiration for Star Wars. And, um, like, every giant gl- space galactic empire. Would you say it's the foundation of science fiction? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Dune. Where did you get that joke from? Don't <laughs> worry, it was bad when you said yeah. it. It was still bad when I said it. <laughs> Um, How many times are yeah. we going to make the foundation joke? Oh, we're going to make it all the time. Um, so, <laughs> there's actually two foundations Oh yeah, in the foundation series, but we'll get to that. So, the story basically goes that humanity is spread across the entire Milky Way. We're okay with spoiling it because it's been out for forever, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's been, been 70 out for years. 70 years, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just um, clarifying. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give like a like, like the back of the book Light spoilers, plot yeah. points, which is like the universe has been around for 12,000 years. Um, humanity is so advanced that it's got like 200 million worlds. Um, it's got everything it needs. Name a thing, it's got it. Like, oh, you want a knife that never dulls? We have that. Do you want a personal shield that's powered by a nuclear reactor the size of an almond? We have that. Like, it. it's to the point where it's there's there's no need for anything. Like, we're not like are humans. Worried. Are humans immortal? Um, effectively, okay. like. Like you can it's die. No sickness. You, like like most disease. Well, it's like the it's panacea like, has been discovered. 
Yeah, but it's like with like today where it's like you make a new medicine, a new virus evolves. Okay. So okay. like people are still like like at one point the emperor himself is dying of a disease and they can't cure it. Okay. Like it's but most things yeah, like like the okay. flu doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like and like yeah. Um so it's huge. Um the population is in the quadrillions. Um quickly they uh, it's becoming bureaucratic. He makes this really cool argument like humanity can't spread this far without falling into chaos because bureaucracy and like despotism and greed and all those things will just take over. Humans can't um, orchestrate in a group that big across such a large amount of space. Um, and so the story is, is that this scientist who comes up with this new mathematics called psychohistory which is you can, with mathematical precision, predict the future. Predicts mm -hmm. that the, uh, the, the empire is going to collapse in a 300 years. Right. And that there's going to be 30,000 years of anarchy that follows. All the planets are going to be warring with each other. There's going to be rise and fall of kingdoms, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if they do a certain amount of things, um, they can shorten that gap by 1,000 years. And that there will be a new empire after and it will be fine again. Um, and the plot is of that like the series of events that this character harry selden predicts of like okay so we need to create this foundation like a scientific foundation not like a building foundation okay um and when you when we do that they will accumulate knowledge um and in doing so when you accumulate all the things you learn and store them together um so that when you go into that chaotic anarchic moment Oh, like Gobake Tepe or whatever it is. Gobekli Tepe, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the monks after the Dark Ages <laughs> right, that yeah, collected all yeah. the books. Um, that you won't fall into that um, chaos for as long because we'll remember what we forgot. Um, and so they'll start it back. Um, anyways, yeah, that's the plot of the books. But then the story changes. Stuff messes up with that. And this is part of a series, right? Seven books. There's a oh three-book main series. Okay. And then there's a two-book so sequel. If you were going to very similar to doing it in that one. Yeah. yeah. If you were going to pitch this book that I should read it. Yeah. And you had two sentences to do it. What are you going to say? Um that's one. Never has dialogue uh been so entertaining. Hmm. There's been one fight in two books. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now it's action oriented more about the sci-fi ideas themselves. Well, no, there there's tense um situations. There's um whole uh, planets at war with each other and stuff like that, but okay. it's it's happening. But um, but like the characters themselves don't get into like no, no space Star Wars battles. Yeah, okay. like it's mentioned. Like yeah, they took this planet, whatever. Okay, but it's like it's the point of the story is the like the 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 events that are laying out through the thousand years that occur mm -hmm. because like basically every chapter there's like a new character. Okay. Because it's like 10, 50 years has gone by. Oh, so it's kind of like um, yeah. War and Peace in that regard. Right? Yeah. Hmm. And so it's like... Um, it's only, it's less than 300 pages. It's... That's... Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. The first book. Yeah. It's not bad at all. And it's... The first book spans like 80 years. Hmm. And then like okay. the second book spans like 200. And then like... Right. Um, Exponentially gets longer and longer. Yeah. Um, that's it. Like, it, it, he just does a really good job of talking about civilization, humanity, and, like, why 
it's hard to make a functioning society. There's a like, reason people call Isaac Asimov the father of sci-fi and all that. Yeah. Does he, well, I guess obviously with any any sci-fi book is just gonna go into the idea that hey, scientific progress is not just gonna alleviate the human experience of suffering, turmoil, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not going to answer the problem of meaning. It's not going to answer. No. It's just humans with the same problems in a different context. Yeah. And um, just fancier stuff. Yeah. And if right. you go otherwise, if if you want to go to a book that tries to answer that, most of the time it's some kind of like utopian-esque, yeah. dystopian yeah. genres right. try to go into that, more yeah. of that direction. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just the background of, hey, humans are still humans. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Humans are humans. Yeah, it's it hard to get out of that. I I'm a, I love sci-fi. Oh, it's it's great. I love it, and it's you can see the uh, the imprints that it leaves on future stuff. Like the the Capital Planet Trantor is forty billion people, and the entire thing is covered in machine and city. And it's oh, that's the um, Coruscant Coruscant from, from Star Wars. Yeah, and it's like okay, and they they straight up ripped it. That's where the that's where the council and the emperor lives. Right. Like, right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like it's where the Jedi temple is. Yeah. 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 Um, and so yeah, <laughs> just straight up, and it's just it's good stories. He's, cool. He does a good job. That's good. Yeah. It's almost as good as uh, one story in the Bible that uh, Caleb here is going to be. That's covering. a rough transition, but I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we're going over the final gospel. In our Gospels series, next week we're going to be doing more of a harmony of the Gospel. Is right. it the final Gospel? I was literally about to ask that, yeah. We talked about this in the first episode, guys. I know. You were there. I know, but, <laughs> but hear me out. The Gnostic Gospels? Actually, you know what's a big theme in John, the last Gospel? Yeah. Those are, no. Wow. <laughs> Gnostic beliefs. So one of the main themes, uh, I guess we'll get into the themes right away, <laughs> uh, just because it fit. Um, John's Gospel, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, there's two, like, there's one theme that's ex- stated explicitly, obviously, at the end, and it's, uh, I'll find the exact verse here, but, um, um, so, like, the primary purpose is clearly stated at the end of the gospel in 21, yeah. 24, 25, where it's like, hey, this, uh, this disciple who's bearing witness about these things, he's talking about the disciple whom Jesus loved, mm-hmm. um, and who had written these things, uh, we know that his testimony is true, um, blah, 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 blah. We know that many other things have been written. This has been, it was written so that you may believe. Yeah. Um, right. So the purpose of the book is to convince the audience um, of, hey, this is the story of how, and I, I guess I'm kind of repeating myself with all the other gospels that we yeah. went through. This is the story of how Jesus changed the world. Yeah. Okay. Um there's very unique things about John because every other time that we've brought up gospels, mm-hmm. we always get immediately hooked into the um, into the right. What's this influenced by Q? Yeah, well, how is this influenced yeah. by Q? What is Q? All the other like yeah. synoptic problems. Where do they get this stuff from? Not with John. We get to skip that. So if you're tired of hearing that after three episodes, no problem. It's not here. Perfect. Yeah, none of that. Um, the so secondary it's purpose. Not one of the synoptic gospels. Not one of the. the yeah, it is the non-synoptic. Okay. Um, the secondary purpose, and this is played. This plays out in its uh, theological um, themes that it wants to. Its points that it's trying to drive home is that it heavily goes against the her- uh, heresies and and Gnostic beliefs, and those things being 
manifesting yeah. one and the same. Um, specifically about denial of either Christ's physical uh, body here on earth. Yep. Um, or his full deity ship or his physical resurrection. Those mm-hmm. specifically, but many yeah. other ones as well. Yeah. Um, especially with there's this tie with uh, with Gnostics with secret secret knowledge and secret information. And there's this like, hey, Jesus just comes and pff, he's there. Yeah. You accept him or not. This, not, this yeah. isn't a secret. This is a thing. This is open. Right. Yeah. Do the... It's available to everyone. This is, yeah. this is powerful. Yeah. Well, do the people that are in darkness come yeah. to the light or not? Yeah. Right. It's there. What, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, there's, that's a big thing in, in John. Um, it, it, uh, it forces you to the precipice to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Like intellectually. We're just like, but what about this? Doesn't matter. Answer it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's well, there's also yeah, the yeah. there's there's a similar thing in the uh, in the Synoptic Gospels. I think it's specifically in in Matthew and Mark, mm-hmm. where there's the uh, after the feeding of the five thousand. There's the yep. There's the uh, who do you who do you say that I am? Right. Yeah. There's like, well, you're this. Well, you're th- well. What do some people say that I am? Well, you're this or you're this or you're that. You're you know John the Baptist. Yeah. You're Elijah. Who do you say that I am? Yeah. And well, obviously, the question is for Peter. Peter gives a response. He gives the correct response. Blah blah blah. It's also a question that just rears its head and goes to, mm-hmm. goes to the reader. And hey, who who do you think he? Who do you it's, think Jesus is? Do what do what I like about questions like this. Like, okay, so this reminds me of the end of Jonah, where it's like okay. it ends with the question, and then you're just left with the like, oh yeah, like, well, right. You it's, like Jonah have to answer the question. Well, no. And what I love about it is it's the same guy. <laughs> like asking the question right the guy asking Jonah the question what do you want to do kill all these people like and then that guy is Jesus asking Peter the question what do you want me to do like who do you who, who do you think, think I am, am? yeah <laughs> and he just drops these like life altering questions well with Jonah it's actually in the context of hey do you want me to be a merciful and loving God like you know me to be or not Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you want me to be the kind of God that destroys everything because, at, like, at a whim? Yeah. Who, who do because, you want? Because you're angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, that's the context there. But it's, Jonah's awesome. I could go on about Jonah. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on Jonah. Oh, fun um, fact. It's the book that Jesus quotes the most. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deuteronomy, maybe. But explicitly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, but... The other guys here went through authorship and date, so we'll do some light stuff. Authorship's going to be more interesting. Date is uh, uh, less so because it's a synoptic, not a synoptic gospel, um, and its influence is obviously more against later developments and challenges within the Christian church. Most people say that, well, it reflects a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, The priorities and the themes that it's trying to cover reflect a more developed Christological viewpoint mm-hmm. um okay the problems that it's targeting didn't really exist in the early and mid century first century it existed in the late and uh second and third century actually okay um the earliest a record of it is actually a document um a papyri document found in egypt which is specifically important which we'll get mm-hmm. into um during when is it normally dated to yeah around like 125 a.d ish there's normally like that that's normally like a 50-year window yeah that Mm -hmm. um but the the reason why it's interesting that it's found in egypt is it looks to be originally written in either greece or anatolia modern-day turkey Mm -hmm. um around ephesus probably okay give or take somewhere in there 
Which makes sense because doesn't Ephesus is where John goes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually buried in, in Ephesus, although he spent his exile in Patmos. Yes. Um, Cause, yeah. Because he, like, he were after. Doesn't his um, exile end? At some point, and he just goes back to... Early church fathers are like, maybe, I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. You know, like uh, yeah, like, like most early church father stuff, it's like, maybe. Don't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I could be watching too many ancient alien shows. Don't they have John's uh, house? You, you can never no, watch No, stop. What is, no. No, this, people, is, this is turned into an intervention podcast for Josh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's John, John the Revelator. Come on. But I had the Mormons. I had to... I had to bring a little Joel into this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I miss him. <laughs> we miss you, Joel. Um, more themes. Are there more? There are, but I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more on date. Um, one, of the, one of the scholars Beautiful. actually talks about the fact that the fragment, this is a quote, the fact that the fragment uh, was found in Egypt would suggest that it looks like the gospel had some time to migrate around um, or migrate there. Um, there is a growing conviction among scholars that the first citations of the gospel occur in the letter of Ignatius of Antioch, written between 110 and 117. Um, most scholars tentatively date, whether um, sec- uh, secular or Christian, tentatively date the last gospel anywhere between 90, 85, 90 mm-hmm. to 110, 120. Right. Yeah. Um, which doesn't rule, as some people may may note, that that's pretty late if the guy's, you know, born in, let's say, 1080, mm-hmm. something like that. Sure. Um, it is worth noting that John, at least according to patristic, early church fathers, yeah. evidence, was pretty young during the mm-hmm. actual events recorded in the gospel. He's thought to be the youngest. Yeah. Um, he could yeah. be anywhere between, like, 13, 15 years it, old. I mean, it makes sense. There's been, like... I've been noticing this a lot more recently, um, that like they've been going really hard on the like the disciples were like really young, yeah, yeah, and like like Peter being the uh, oldest, yeah, um, and like the evidence for that is because he it's in the story of paying the temple tax you it's only Peter and Jesus who have to pay pay it. Yep, um, isn't right, it interesting? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, because they're not theoretically. The story could just not be talking about them, but the the theory is is that be, they're not old enough to have to pay the tax. The thing tax. that goes against this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Matthew has to be old enough to collect taxes for the Romans. Yes. Um, that would not indicate someone that is f- decently young. That would indicate Fair. at least someone that is of, let's say, um, mature enough status to actually engage in his own legal mm-hmm. right. um, interactions with society. Though they hated tax collectors, so he might have not been allowed in. Perhaps. Or... He's a different way. What of do you paying. mean? Allowed into the paying in the temple tax? No, man, they made everyone pay the temple tax. <laughs> no. Um, okay, but, but no, that's, that that's, that's a point against it. Yeah. But you're right. There yeah. is there is in modern scholarship there is a thing that's like, hey, they were probably younger than we normally think. Yeah, yeah. Um, in their thirties. However, yeah. <laughs> uh, John is normally thought to be. Yeah. If, if they're all fairly young, John yeah. is normally thought to be the youngest. And so a super late dating like that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily unheard of. Yeah. Um, and. Not to say that it was written in 85 or older. Yeah. Um, and this gets into actually authorship, um, which I, I guess have weird views on, apparently. Okay. I've read, I've read other commentaries. Um, most commentaries would be like, ah, it's John, you know, son of Zebedee, the, uh, the disciple. Or some have even gone in the direction of like, hey, it's John the Elder 
who wrote definitely first John, but maybe second and third, who the early church fathers, you know, separated from John the disciple. And that's a whole thing. And that's very confusing for Johannian literature, um, which don't really want to get into, uh, right. mainly because people can say that, but it... Yeah, and we can get bogged down in it for a while. Yeah. Um, like the other Gospels, none of the early church fathers um, said anything different hmm. than, hey, oh, Gospel of John? Oh, this is John the Disciple. However, the first, uh, like, hey, this is Gospel according to John, the first what's called a, what's a superscript hmm. is doesn't show up until 200 B.C. Okay. Not B.C., blah, 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 A.D., um, 200 BC. Two, it's from before Jesus prophecy, um, and so that's that should be taken into account that the early church fathers um, were ascribing the authorship before yeah. the superscript was there. As far as we are aware, mm-hmm. um, it's worth noting that there's also some additions into the text, like the uh, like just off off the cuff. We're just going to list like. List a couple. The greatest example, though, however, is the John eight woman John caught, 8, yeah. caught in adultery. Yes. Um, the other stuff, though, are mostly small little things here and there. They're not massive additions. It'll be like. And if, if people are confused about the John eight thing, a lot more recent, like recently, has been included in things like even devotional books and stuff. So at the beginning of John eight, like you said, the uh, mm-hmm. woman caught in adultery probably wasn't in the original text. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, it's specifically. Uh, chapter 7 verse 53 to uh, chapter 8 verse 11 I, in fact like when i when i had to do an assignment even on mm. on john for school i didn't even include that in the in the outline yeah because uh, that's that's normally where a lot of scholarship is going however authorship set aside yeah john's one of those john john's genre might provide insight into its authorship i think Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the prologue, the prologue actually sets up a very, very unique thing, and that's one of the reasons why anybody who picks up John, compared after reading the synoptics, will go, "Oh, this is like a, this is a different type of record." Yeah, and and the prologue is one one to one eighteen. Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends whether or not you actually count John the Baptist uh, proclamation. Yes. Some do, some don't, because it appears yeah. to to bleed in. Yes. Unless it ends hard at, uh, at... Right. Or in the philosophical sense, is that when the narrative becomes the historical? Maybe. Um, I think I think that you're right with ending it at... Yeah. Uh, which, which verse did you mention there? Uh, 18. 18. After I think that you're the correct. Word and the word becoming flesh. And all yeah. That. yeah. Mainly because all the themes, the main themes in John are actually listed in that. Uh, that would okay. be predominantly the theme of life, light, belief... Uh, world, death, darkness, flesh, truth. Okay. Yeah. All of those are listed in that. Um, as is actually the entire gospel narrative is actually laid out in that. The right. darkness didn't, you know, you, uh, the light came into the world, but the darkness did not overcome it, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, he came into the world that they might believe and have become children of God. The entire story is actually laid out in chapter one. Um, this is a very, very common theme in Greek narrative. And mm-hmm. Greek drama, um, and that's one of the reasons why people and why people assume that uh, the author or authors, as we may conclude in a second, um, were probably of Greek descent. However, whoever wrote, whoever um, is the source of all the material, mm-hmm. not just knows uh, Jewish, let's say, like like Jewish mm-hmm. traditions. They know specifically Palestinian Jewish tradition. 
traditions. Yeah. They right. know the geography of uh, of Palestine. They know specifically the uh, like they know specific names and exactly how far they are. Mm-hmm. They know they they reference specific places, and so the source material is ex- is very rooted in the actual location. The itself. actual location itself. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, the authorship is ex- the genre is very very Greek, um, hmm. and so that's it's one of those weird things where it's this yeah. it's this actual merger of of the two cultures in a weird way. Because for a while there in, in the past, uh, scholars would say something to the effect of like, ah, it's the most Greek thing. You know, they have the whole sons of light and the sons of this, and there's light, yeah. darkness, philosophy. What is the logos? Is it just the same as what Philo said? Yeah. Right. Is it the... However, a lot of... With Qumran uh, scrolls being discovered and all that, um, a lot of the themes that John plays with, and it's like, oh, no, that's not like quasi... Greek. Those are heavy, heavy, heavy Jewish themes. Yeah, um, and so that's uh, that's a that's a newer discovery, quote unquote, yeah. within studies of John. Um, the reason why I mentioned the authors may be plural is at the end of the gospel. In what's up? It's a never mind. Keep going. Oh, okay. You know what you're talking about. I'm just gonna read what I have written here. Okay? Yeah. Um, so there's the, uh, personally, I, and again, I didn't come across this in my research for this specific paper. Yeah. Um, but I think that the text reveals that it's more of a conglomeration and a restructuring of stories and themes from an original source, either written or, or oral, that are presented in, in by Greek authors in a Greek format for people to understand. Mm-hmm. And those authors knew Johenian motifs and mm. theological truths. Yeah. Um, it would mean that these, that this Jewish background and content would still remain very strong. Um, however, it's all done in a Greek medium, probably for Greeks, mm. in a gr- mostly dominated Greek context. But the Jewish themes can't really be removed because the source material all comes from whoever was originally the source material. And it, it would be pretty hard to remove the Jewish themes from Jesus, a Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this, and this, to me, this gets bolstered by uh, in chapter tw- right at the very end, twenty one, uh, twenty four. There's the again the whole. This is the disciple bearing witness to who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Yeah. Mm. Um. The phrase we know, uh, which is actually one word in, in Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, is written in first person plural. If John had quote unquote written these things down, which is what that specific verse says, then who is the we in that sentence if not the editors of the document that we now have? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's. How, it's a, how common of a belief is this? It's not as common as I would personally think. Not. I'm going to be straight up. Okay. I haven't read it in a lot. Here's the thing. From all the uh, people I've heard talk about this and stuff, I could 100% agree with this. Well, it's a collection. They collected John's documents, put them together into a thing that something he'd already been writing before or had right. notes on saying, or something. Are you saying that John has a J document? Yes, <laughs> kind of. Well, it, well, and here's one of the things, too. All, John's events compared to the other Gospels are completely out of order. Oh, yeah. The majority of his ministry is at Jerusalem, not in Galilee. Not yeah. definitely. Like, I don't... Like he doesn't travel a whole lot. He kind of does because there's a, there's a big festivals yeah. motif. But 
even that's a little weird. His his like does is there two instances of him yeah. cleansing the temple, or is there one? Is it the same? Or is yeah. there? And but this is where the whole Greek drama literature genre yeah. comes in. Greek playwrights, if we're gonna say that, yeah. don't care about uh, care even less Chronolo- than let's chronology. Say, chronology care even less than historians and biographers. Yeah. It was all to prove a dramatic point. Everything yep. is right. Everything is in themes. The themes. Everything was in a giant, you know, English literature Shakespearean weird way. Um, okay. It was like, oh, so <laughs> I don't even want to go into that. But um, yes, I think that the that the text de- betrays this. Like, hey, we have a bunch of source documents. Either by these are stories that. John said or mm-hmm. written down, wrote down himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have people that either were creating this while he was alive or past or, or after he was, after he died. Yeah, and they constructed this um, this story, collecting all of his all of his sayings, all of his all of his uh, stories and theological beliefs. Yeah, and put it together in the thing that they would know in the genre that they would know and yeah. fit the best. With yeah. With this idea, how much of it would be constructed by others rather than John himself constructing it? Uh, the entire book. <laughs> like more its structure or you talk like its introduction and conclusion or like the things written in it with itself? Um, it would be more structural. Okay. Um, based off of the themes that continue to be uh, very similar with 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, assuming that they're also written by John the disciple mm-hmm. rather than john the elder even though they say john the elder that just saying that those are the same person right um because the themes do cross over as same thing with revelation there is a shared tonal yeah um, um although it is a different genre there's a same similar theme going on there's yeah, uh, yeah. the way similar it presents christ as hey the lamb yeah. of god the lamb of god um and so there's 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 a lot of similarities that would be odd if it wasn't the same author at all however um, the compilers likely understood his theological ter- teachings. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus is the Lamb of God. They've listened to his sermons so thousands like and thousands of times. Disciples, kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. It would be people like it's possible Polycarp, who's a disciple of John, mm-hmm. even had a hand in it. Something like that. You're talking students of him that mm-hmm. either when he's passing or passed, collected his stuff, put it into a medium that they that they that they know how to deal with, work with, that works well with themes, and they presented basically johenian testimony right yeah in the medium that they knew how right um this this with because i i really like this idea and i think this might be even the one i agree with but again not not to not common myself yeah yeah, i'll I'll, I'll say it out there this is it's not very common for you two to agree on most i know (laughs) i know especially (laughs) when i go off the rails it's crazy (laughs) no you gave me a very pretty convincing argument uh another time you talked to me about it but um, when it when it comes to dating and authorship, it's like the uh, like the other gospels. It doesn't say directly, does it? No, no. no. There, there is this um, the disciple whom Jesus loved is singled out throughout say, the entire text. Yeah. Um, Which and is and then it is towards whom? Yeah, well, it's, it's John. It's John, um, John, the son of Zebedee, specifically, because mm-hmm. some people even say that John the Elder, well, he wasn't really in Ephesus; he was actually in in Jerusalem, right? but. Ignoring that, because that's no one really takes. Not yeah. no one. Whatever. That's not important. <laughs> not that's important. Not important. Um, it's John the son of Zebedee. 
um, is the disciple whom Jesus loved. Um, and it's said that right at the right at the conclusion, and it is his testimony that you know he wrote these things down. I think it's explicitly said to the this is the disciple who bears witness about these things and who wrote mm. things these things down. Yes. However, we know that his testimony is true. Right. So you have you have a okay, you have he wrote this or he, you know, documented this or he presented this or this is at least his testimony of the things. Yep. Uh, but we know it's true. And who is we? Yeah, exactly. Um and so it's at least presented it's, it's in the split, text. Split personality of John. <laughs> it's split personality of John. Um John the Revelator and, <laughs> and, John, and John the, the Elder. Elder. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, you have um, you have. I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought there. Sorry, the disciple John the Elder. Yeah, Uh, the biblical text at least not just puts for not just like sub sub, subvertly, but like Mm -hmm. explicitly. Hey, the whoever is the beloved disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, Mm -hmm. he's the author of this document. Right. It's just the identity of hey who is it together. The, yeah yeah who's the disciple whom jesus loved that yes. would be the question and it's a pretty obvious answer yeah. to that but whatever kind of like the um the silmarillion like all of it was written by jr uh well tolkien yeah um jr martin but, yeah <laughs> wannabe uh but uh christopher tolkien put it together and published it yes right. actually yeah. that's, that's a great example of yeah. um his son, he off, understands yeah. how he writes, blah, blah, blah. Rounded the edges off because yeah. it wasn't a finished document. Yeah, actually, that's that's yeah. actually a great analogy. Yeah. Um, I should have probably thought of that. <laughs> no, it's okay. But you, you can't have all the right answers. We gotta, yeah. That's why we have three that's, of us. That's exactly. why we're second rate. Yeah. <laughs> we all collectively share a brain cell. The mic. One brain cell. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I get to use it. But themes. Themes are like super, super, super prominent in... John, actually, if you miss the themes, you've missed the point. Right. It's not much like the whole point of the synoptic gospels was to give a telling of the story. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that John, because it's very theme heavy, you're not supposed to focus necessarily on the narrative, although that that's important. Too. That's important. But there is this. It's the narr- it's like watching an artsy movie. The narrative is sacrificed the theme. for the themes. That's right. why it comes out yes. in out of order. That's right. why it's like, what is, what is happening they, sometimes? They jump over to other area. Yeah. They're talking well, I mean, about whatever. The um, Chronicles does that. Exactly. Yeah. The Chronicles, uh, in almost intentionally, theoretically, the Manasseh story is uh, historically out of alignment. Um, but it, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just... Like the, it's the, for the purpose of the the, the time story. Period. Yeah. Well, and 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 we've mentioned this with other books, where uh, with other books of the Bible, where it's like, yeah. oh, but they will they'll sacrifice chronology or historical sure. inaccuracy, specifically more so yeah. with John with Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. And this this is not to say that it's fiction. It's not no. telling lies about Jesus. It's just giving specific things yeah. to present a certain point, right? Yeah. Well, it's... it's it's Except for maybe Johnny. Except for Johnny, <laughs> yeah. Which, well, here's one of the weird things, and this is one, of the, this is one of the things... For... Um, so John 8's added in, in around 200 yeah. second century, right? So not that far after. Yeah, no, give or take. But, but here's one of the wild things. If it's just a compiled document of handed down stories from John, yeah, right? Right. And the, the original final editors, yeah. or like compilers, who structured the entire thing, yeah. 
were not, let's say, disciples or apostles themselves, Mm -hmm. but were mere disciples of Christ. Yeah. Right? If another mere disciple of Christ edits in another story... Of John or of of, Christ? Of John. uh, of, Of Christ. Why would that be less considered inspired? I know why. Oh, I know. No. You, you see what I mean? Inspiration? You see what I mean? Where it's just like, ah. Well, because like, the argument is, is like, yeah. if, if God can, if God can inspire the source document of uh, Deuteronomy or Numbers or Genesis, yeah. and then also inspire the editor, right? He can do it again with John. Right. Like, that, but, but yeah, anyway, like, so that's, that's one of those things like, where I'm just like, ah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm hesitant with all the editing ideas. Well, well, no, what I mean is like, it's it's here, right? John eight is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it inspired? I personally go with no. But are the quotes from the apocrypha and Jude inspired? The quotes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are, is the is should I then take the apocrypha more seriously? Of course not. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But if they're quoting a story that disciples had. That like mm-hmm. actually happened potentially. If it actually happened, then, then yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't know if it did. That's that's. And the for two thousand, but we don't know if any of the stories happened in that factual like. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. And like right. for two thousand years, it's been considered. It's been in this document. Yeah. Yes. It's, but so is I, the no, addition okay. to the Lord's like, Prayer. And I, we don't we don't talk about. I agree with Colton, but I heavily am starting to sympathize with Josh. On yeah, this <laughs> I know. I know you're bringing this up because I don't know if you agree. Well, no, no, no. It's just it's an interesting conversation, but it's just yeah. like Do you if, think for, that the... if for two thousand years the 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 church, which has the authority of the Holy Spirit backing it, has considered this inspired. Yep. That's the most Catholic thing you've said in a while. I was going to say they, they've com- included a lot of other things that they also consider to be inspired. But you're right, but not for the whole two thousand years. True. I mean, this one wasn't for the whole time, but whatever. <laughs> And this was, this is, this is... They also the, didn't add Revelation to way later. You're right, but the point in which Revelation and this were included is after the canon is closed. That's true. Sorry, it's before the canon is closed. So the, the, the term in which we say the canon is closed, if these are in the book, mm-hmm. and we said that that was inspired, even if it was added in... Yep. I don't well, know. It also, could, it also depends on how much you give um, the church authority. Because yeah. if the church oh, the church gosh, actually has the, the authority to be led by to follow what they would see as the leading of the Holy Spirit, yeah, in accepting yeah. or rejecting out of the canon, yeah. as you as Josh yeah. was saying, church authority accepted that specific and, document that was in front of them yeah. as can as canonical. Yeah. Um, does does it simply have but, to be non contradictory to be considered canon? Because like that that's a. A big a big thing is that people bring up the the Mormon editions and edits to John specifically, but other things as well. Like in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was a God rather than the God kind of idea. That's Jehovah's Witness. That's Jehovah's Witness. Is that JW? Yeah. Oh whatever. Same difference. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But um, um like at, at what point at what point do we draw a line and say this is canon, this isn't canon? I don't know. I, I'm fine that's, with that, leaning on their tradition for most things because well, well, I, I don't the, know. The point would be that, well, when was the canon closed? When did they consider the canon closed? Was it after this was added? Yeah. Well, then. Sure. I don't but know. But they also didn't have the same Here's, level of knowledge as we did. You're right, but they were closer. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but they, also, they, also, they also probably knew more about... 
That's yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. they're they're closer to that time period. Yeah, they, they probably knew more about the let's say what's 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 it called the the like the handed down yeah. uh, authenticity of the documents. Yeah. Right. But now we, we've strayed really far. I was gonna say, and, yeah. and I I enjoy everything that this, this is. was good. <laughs> this is good. We're gonna have a thing on biblical inspiration <laughs> itself. What are some themes? If I if I were to say, mm-hmm. hey Josh, Colton, mm-hmm. if I were to tell you the theme darkness. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> um. What specific passages come up, or darkness or dark, night? What specifically come up? There should be at least two. But I'm so bad at this. Um, even though um, I am the light of the world, chapter eight, yes. verse. That's not 12. darkness. No, but it's oh, the well, opposite. Okay, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll help you along. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus is presented obviously as the antithesis of darkness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also the bringer of life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's presented in the gospel, and this is why it's so important to understand the themes, is oh, well, when when does Nicodemus come to right. see Christ? It's at night. It's at night. Yeah. When does when Joseph not Joseph when what's his name? I can't. But Judas 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 yeah. leaves. The author makes special note. Satan entered him. And it was night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, those themes heavily coincide. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you miss, if you misunderstand the themes. It's not even, like, we already talked about the introduction. The introduction goes over this. Big oh, time. yeah. The introduction is just straight John up. John 1, yeah. Is just straight up the thing. Um, so, like, you have. Uh, yeah. So, like, you have John 1, 9. Uh, the true light, which gives light to everyone, is coming into the world. He is in the world, and yet. And the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Mm-hmm. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of will of the flesh, but or, nor of will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes further and further on. Um, and so there's a whole massive theme of belief. Belief yep. specifically, not just in God, but specifically in Christ. Yep. Is the mode by which people enter the light? Yeah, John, John three sixteen. Yeah. Well, is is the is the mode by which people enter light, mm-hmm. or um, or they're confronted by light, and it's the mode by which they gain life. And to reject right. or to not believe in Christ is to immediately stay in darkness, stay in sin, yeah. stay mm-hmm. in the in the trajectory of death. And and that's also a heavy theme in First John. Yes, that's a very strong theme. He relates that specifically to the prayer sermon that I had. Yeah. To that verse which is, is specifically. Sermon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He directly relates to the 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 people of the light um uh were saved by God, mm-hmm. live like Jesus, are not of the darkness, are not of the devil, mm-hmm. are do not sin continually. Like in an act of continuous willful sin. Yeah. Um repeatedly, basically have you repented? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um, Do you struggle with sin? Are you submission? Are you submitted towards sin? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you do so, then it means that when you pray, if you're of the light of all those things, if you're if you pray, uh, then you have assurance in God that what you pray for will be given to you. Mm-hmm. If because if all these things are true, what you're praying for is going to end up being the will of God. End up being or is is okay. Cool. Yeah, just just hmm. I just needed actualization. To, I just needed to uh, Calvinist course correct you there. You're right. Thank you for setting me straight on my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like, here's a little breakdown of 
John's prologue. And it's the reason why the prologue is so, so important is because it is that, that mm-hmm. let's say, the thematic key to yeah. what everything in it the gospel is. It sets the tone. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, one to one to four. So, chapter one uh, onward. Um, the word, the divine word, uh, which came into the came into the world, created the world. Mm-hmm. It possesses life, with which that life is light. Um, and the light shines in darkness. However, the darkness will come against it. It yep. will not. It will not prevail against it. Um, the light is truth. Yep. So the, there's a there's this playing with uh, lies, deception, darkness. All of those are mm-hmm. inca- are played with as well. Um, and although the world did not know him, um, and they they blah, 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 sorry, although the world uh, was made through him, it did not know him. Um, his people reject him. Um, but however, those believed children of God, as we yep. as we've read. Um, however, they are children of God, not out of flesh, because flesh is almost yes. synonymous with sin in john disbelief comes from flesh yes to stay it's not permanently evil no no it's it's not it's not saying that flesh is itself evil and in fact this might be one of the part of john even well yeah kind of it's actually one of the few things that um is a massive gnostic belief that it doesn't properly criticize Mm. The main the main thing is because it's that the body itself is evil or mm -hmm. that jesus was not bodily we're gonna get there okay because well we mentioned that earlier but i'm gonna mention how those things coincide okay he's the 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 text itself doesn't really talk about hey being in a corporeal body a physical body Mm -hmm. physicality itself is evil because that's a big thing in second century gnosticism yeah which um among many other beliefs john is combating but that specific one he doesn't however he does so kind of I, th- I think he reverse in 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 a in a subliminal like a subversion way. Yeah, because God Himself takes on a body, the incarnation yes. itself, right, and shows the through, legitimacy yeah. of flesh through the narrative itself. You yeah, see it, yeah. Um, and so he he subversely takes on that claim. However, he doesn't directly combat that. Yeah, it's kind of like a if you've been following along this whole time, and then you get to the resurrection, and then it like the theme changes, but it doesn't tell you. Yeah. Like, and you just like... The implications of what is said directly go against the idea that flesh is sinful, which is a big Gnostic heresy in the second century. However, that thing itself is not directly handled. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. Um, There's the idea that mere flesh, sin, cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, cannot be, you know, child of God. Um, And the belief, again, is the mode by which people enter. Uh, Belief appears to be the, let's let's say the, uh, the, the... transitory power quote-unquote um okay and then like there's the the um qualifier at the end of that uh not like with the not by flesh but by god's god's will and with this idea of belief and it being god's will that's it's not like it's not like the Gnostics with their secret knowledge kind of idea, but it's it's a thing presented to you. Yeah, well, well, the idea is that because Christ came into the world, right? There's like this with with Jesus. There's this very like, hey, public stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a open truth. Yeah, this is everyone, a yeah for, the world. for anyone who believes, and mm-hmm. so that's it's actually built within even the structure 
yep. within uh, within John. So you have your prologue, then you have a a large segment of hey, these are um, these are the signs and this build yep. up of tension, build up of tension. He's performing these miracles, having these ch- conversations, and things are growing and growing and growing until he until he raises Lazarus from the dead. Right, huge. Right. Yes. And then at that point, the gospel says, hey, and from that moment on, they seek to kill him. Mm-hmm. Then there's a massive shift. Um, the, the rest of it is, hey, um, Jesus is, uh, it's leading to Jesus' death. Yeah. This is his last times with the, with the disciples. In fact, mm-hmm. the entire, the high priestly, <clears throat> uh, the high priestly di- discourse or the high priestly sermon or whatever that's normally referred to in, in academia is just that entire section where Jesus is talking at yeah. the Last Supper, which in sure. John encompasses several passages. Oh, yeah, um, it's huge. It's huge, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then at the end you have uh, his crucifixion and resurrection um, and the, uh, the mini little prologue of what mm-hmm. we've already mentioned, the whole, so that you may believe. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's even baked within the within the outline of the book mm-hmm. is this hey, um, Christ does these miracles. Yeah. They're going to kill him for it. They do kill him for it because he is the light. Because he is, and they're the darkness. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's all it's all built in together. Um, what's what's up? Oh, I was about to cut you off like I did the end of the podcast. No, it's okay. Today. Please. Yeah. What do you want to say? Oh, I was going to say what about the I am themes. We're getting there. Okay. That, that's why I said I was going to cut you off. Cool. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off now, but yeah. to, to, go, to go off on one of your things, just to tie this idea of, mm-hmm. of uh, being presented to the world, that Jesus has come to show the world that those who choose him can believe, mm-hmm. um, I think is one of the most obvious themes in, in the book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It's A lot of what I hear about is this idea of, Whoever shall believe in it. Obviously, there's John 3.16, which is the, the yeah. big one. If you watch baseball, you see it every time. It's the guy <laughs> with the John 3.16 sign. Eh. There mm. you go. Um, but uh, to bring back my old friend, uh, well, the guy who wrote the shack, whose name I can never uh, remember. Paul Young or whatever? Yeah. yeah, Paul Young. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I remembered. That, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to bring it up for too long. But uh, it's this, this idea that people then take it a little too far. Um, where people say, well, it's, it's to the whole world that it's so obvious that oh. to present it, this idea of presenting belief and then those who believe in him get, get it. It's like this free gift kind of idea rather than the secret knowledge um, that it gets to the point where, well, especially Paul Young, even in, in that book, Lies We Believe About God, where mm-hmm. he has this whole manifesto about, uh, look at, see, John says it's for the whole, it's for literally everybody, not just those who believe kind of idea. Yeah. Um, so, Caleb, do you see that in? Uh, do you see that idea that it's more towards like a universalist, save everyone kind of idea? I don't know. I'm just going to read the next verse right after John three sixteen. Uh-oh. Okay. Do we want to read John three sixteen? I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his his one and only Son. That who's oh man? I immediately started defaulting into King James because I was yeah. learning it when I was a kid. Wow. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Comma. Yeah. But. Okay. Whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the 
of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love darkness rather than the light, because they were evil. For everyone who does wickedness, uh, wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. Now, playing mm. with the themes again, and not mm. just because he, he further goes on to go like, hey, you need to, you need to be born again in order to enter the kingdom of God. Mm. Well, the light is the life. Light is Christ. Light is all truth. Right. All of those things. All these thematic ideas. Um, what is one of the interesting things that I kind of wish that uh, my when I wrote this when I wrote a, a paper on on the themes is I kind of wished that he would make that he would have asked me or let me also do a essay where those themes where the antithesis of those themes are applied or not the antithesis the the, the opposite of those themes because it's mm-hmm. a big that's a big point without Christ you don't have life what is that mm-hmm. death right right yeah. right now darkness is mentioned death mm-hmm. is less so mentioned but it is mentioned um, to choose to reject Christ is to choose darkness choose death choose actually as later on described later on portrayed in John choose the way of Satan yeah right um, and so does it go towards universalism not if you continue to read your Bible not if you read John <laughs> yeah if okay. you, if you read it you'd know that it's it's the classic read the next verse yeah like with with every like misquote like that it's like just read one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> read the verse before. Read the verse after. Usually, yeah. it fixes the problem. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and yeah, I didn't want to bring like go no, on too long. About that's this, fine. Obviously. That's fine. Uh, Universalists do love John, although yeah. they don't know how to read it. Yeah, that's why I wanted so, to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. But to Josh's point, we've covered over like the main little themes in his in yeah. the you know in the prologue, and then it's played on throughout, yeah. and then all that. Um, however. John does. John refers, as mentioned previously. Yeah. John actually has a more developed Christology. Yes, um, and so there's what's called the I am statements. Yeah, um, borrowed immediately, borrowed from well, God in Exodus. Yes. Okay. Um, however, it's in Greek, obviously, because yeah. it's written in Greek. So the ego imi yeah statements. Mm. Um, there's uh, he's the bread of life, the light of the world. Buying again into that. I am the light of the world. Yeah. I am the bread of life. Yeah. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Um, such words would not have been lost on a Jew, ex- obviously so by the high priest. Um, yeah. um, is the before Abraham was I am? We're getting there. One of them? Yep. Okay. And that one is specifically triggering yes. for... Uh, for the Jews at that point. Um, it's it w- also grammatically errorous, but it's great. Oh, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> Specifically for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just read out what I'm, one of the little blurbs that I have on here. And one of the things that it's, uh, when we're talking about Jesus' self-identification, there's a big thing that's, I think, often overlooked that really helps talk when we're discussing yeah. things with JWs, as Colton brought up. Uh, at one point, Jesus even states the, before Abraham was, I am, John 8, 5, 8. Um, which is a massive thing that actually causes um, that mm-hmm. plays a major contributing factor in his in his uh, trial. Um, additionally, Jesus also in this whole self identification thing, Jesus also allows people to worship him. Um, this is in John specifically nine three six. There's massive Christological worship movements in Revelation, and then it's also in Matthew and Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and they call him God uh, in in twenty uh, his disciples specifically doubting Thomas he goes my Lord 
and my God. Um, right. In John twenty twenty eight, um, there's yeah. a Jesus self identification. He's not afraid to use um, the the like sacred Exodus uh, three fourteen. I am who I am statement yeah. to, to himself, which is, which is massive. Yeah. Not only that, that's normally said at the same time as massive Jewish festivals. Right. That's, so like, that's Jehovah, right? That's what they <laughs> Oh, man. Our, our Hebrew that's professor would... would uh, I know, I kept using it. With a, high, already, with, a, with, a, with a Hebrew Bible. <laughs> I'm sure he already wanted to. I used it a lot. Oh. Um, so Yahweh. he uses that to self-identify. Yeah. He... He uses that in the context of, oh, the Festival of Lights, how the temple is, uh, so when the temple was rededicated during the Maccabean Revolt, all that kind they of stuff. They put some Christmas lights on it. Yeah, they put the Christmas lights on it. There was five things in the yeah. temple lit up Jerusalem, and anyway, it was a big thing. How, like, the temple is the light by which Israel is right. yeah. both sees and functions and all that. And yeah. he gets up in the middle of that and is like, hey, I'm the light of the world. <laughs> I am specifically me. Do you get? I, I am ego in me. I like the idea of like everybody celebrating. There's music, tambourines, everything's going on. And then you just hear of a guy like pushing a box in the side, and he like guy stands up and he's like, "Hey, everyone, I'm the light of the world." Yeah. And then God's just, presence. You think God's presence is there? Nah. And then everybody just like stops playing music and just is just like awkwardly looking at this guy well, like as you bring up in uh in chapter 8 uh 57 uh well sorry 58 when he says the uh, very truly i tell you before abraham was born i am they literally tried to stone him yeah they yeah. tried to stone him. it's yeah. that big of a deal they think he's <laughs> literally well, he, no he, he makes a verbal claim to deity shit yeah and anybody that Not doesn't just... deny that anybody that denies that not only just needs to needs yeah, better understanding of the Bible. This, this is needs one massive time. understanding. This is only Jew, one time of Jewish yeah. first century context. Jews don't do that. Jews for Jews were so yeah. were it's so of Jehovah. Yeah, <laughs> Jeepers, buddy. Uh, Jews were so uh, careful uh, careful about not reverence. using the reverence of yeah. the name of God. They forgot how it's pronounced. <laughs> Like that's that's I how like oh, that's not yeah, yeah. golden looking it's Jehovah you get it's it not, it's not it's <laughs> Yahweh maybe Ish. maybe Ish. Yahweh the closest probably yeah. an yeah. educated guess yeah a very um, good educated guess maybe I'm so excited to hear God say it one day when we're in heaven and we're just like that doesn't sound anything like it yeah. there, there is emphasis on the educated in that yeah. educated guess like, um, it's not just off nothing Jehovah but Jesus allows himself to be worshipped. I'm going to make a specific point out of this, okay? It's yeah. not just in John. It's not just in one point he's he's called, he's, he's worshipped in John. He prohibits the action, uh, uh, he, he specifically prohibits the action to be done to anyone else other than God mm-hmm. in, in Matthew 4.10 and Luke mm-hmm. 4.10. I know that's outside of John, but this same is the guy. thing. Same, same, same guy, yeah. and this is common Jewish belief. He's not saying yeah. anything new at that point. However, by using the same Greek word, proskuno, proskuno, something like Proskuo. that. Yeah, pros- that's the one. Um, by the same Greek word. However, he allows the disciples to perform the action upon him. What would that say about how he views himself? Mm. Well, it's also not just like, he's not just saying, you know, I'm, he's not, he's not just saying like, I've got a little bit of God in me. Like, yeah. like, like that. He's like, no, I'm the God you dedicated that temple to. Yeah. I'm, I am the, I am Yahweh. 
Yeah, I I'm, am who I am. No. I dragged you out of Egypt. He's, yeah, I. He's, he's I the made word David in King. flesh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is well, and, and then you have you have Paul that articulates this. I think I think rather well. Is he is the how does it go? He is the um, the fullness of God. Um, it's it's it's, it's related it? to coinage, where the imprint of the of oh, the yeah. emperor is upon the coin. That right. is the fullness of the emperor. Yes. Um, oh, where, okay. where yeah, we yeah, are yeah. but images reflecting the glory. He is the glory itself. Yes. Yeah. Where is that from? Uh, it's in... I can actually look it up here. Sorry. I'll be able to find it. No, no that's all right. Yeah, and that's... Um, it's, yeah, that coinage idea is... It's a good, a good analogy. I'll, I'll just pull it up. Uh, Colton. Um, yeah. John. Yes. It's a good book. It is a good I book. love... I think my favorite part about John, just to give you time, yeah. is uh, The Prayer. The Lord's Prayer? Are you going to talk about the prayer? My favorite uh, edition? No, Jesus' personal prayer. Oh, oh the Garden mm. of Gethsemane. Geth yeah, Gethsemane. Geth I can never pronounce it right. That prayer? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. It's like... Um, oh, let me find it. The High Priestly Prayer, Chapter 17. Okay, yeah. Uh, Colossians... Sorry, I'm just going to interject. Yep, absolutely, right. we're done. Um, Colossians 1.19. Uh, for God was, to, was pleased to dwell was pleased to put all of his fullness to dwell within him. Mm -hmm. um, right. Infinite being wrapping himself in finiteness. Yeah. Fully God. These are... You get into early Trinitarian thought and how that... Incar yeah. The incarnation is still a mystery. Um, I, at least I, I would say so. Some people would... What? No, no, no. You're absolutely correct. The um, Even the early the Athanasian Creed mm -hmm. of like the Trinity uh, doctrine... It states like you cannot understand the mystery of the Trinity. You can only understand the doctrine of the Trinity. Yeah. Well, I think uh, right. one of the ways yeah. that I've yeah. heard it that I've heard it articulated is the Bible lays out a uh, with with in regards to the incarnation mm -hmm. um, lays out a boundary of these. This is the thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. Inside which we can disagree. Yeah. Outside of which is heresy. Yeah. Um, Three persons and one Godhead distinct. <laughs> Distinct personages, but yet yeah, yeah. One well, and, will. and Christ, two natures, fully God, fully man, yeah. in one person. Yes, um, and yeah, it's it's fun. But such um, those doctrines are heavily, are I would say, and I think the record shows this, are more influenced by John because John deals with a more developed mm -hmm. Christology, yeah. and more specifically, a like uh, the identity of Christ right. and God and his association with yeah. God. Um, you know, I. I and the Father are one. You've seen the Father. You've seen me. That whole kind of stuff. Yep. It's mm -hmm. John has had a, has had a, a disproportionate amount of influence in Christological studies, um, just because of its focus on the identity of Christ. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the guest, prayer in Gethsemane. You can you can take it away. You seem to oh. like this. You want to go somewhere? No, just okay. What I love about it is like it's unlike any of the other passages. It seems like an inside into Jesus's head. Well, one of the issues is. And I've heard, yeah, I've read stuff on this. Is that uh, who recorded that, and how do they know? Yeah, my guess would be if the three disciples, John, uh, John Peter, Peter, and James. James, were there, Jesus like goes to them and says, "Can you not stay awake with me in prayer, even for one hour? Yeah, even for one hour." That if they're in a forest at night together, like sorry, in the garden at night together, you can you can hear for a long distance. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus is praying out loud. 
John could have heard this. This is true. And this could not be the entirety of the prayer itself. No, just no. Things he no. Especially if it's one hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's just so beautiful because like, there's also one passage where, um, so at the, his first part up until verse 19, he's praying for his disciples, like the ones immediately, the 12 mm-hmm. and like his followers. But then in verse 20, he's praying to the people that will believe in him that aren't alive. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, he's when you're reading this text, John is making that point where he's like, I'm writing this so that you believe. Jesus is directly referencing you mm-hmm. in this, where yeah. it's like, I do not ask uh, for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may yep. believe that you have sent me. And it's, it's just like, he's praying for you. Yeah, and, as, and again, that <laughs> the verse directly after that is yeah. uh, that well, they may be one as we are one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's the, you have you also have the reference uh, yeah. in John twenty uh, twenty nine with um, doubting Thomas again. There's the uh, like he shows up doubting Thomas is like whoa my lord mm-hmm. and my god and then Jesus says you believe because you have seen me blessed are those who who do not do see not. Yeah. yet still believe. Um, and yeah. again that there's like hey there will be people yeah. who have faith that have not seen Christ yeah. Father I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am mm-hmm. damn there's a lot of Beautiful. yeah so, the prayers are so good one, one of the interesting one of the unique things about John and I guess we'll get into more just <laughs> is he unique. records God praying to himself yeah uh, no but one of the, one of the unique things um, instead of instead of uh, narrative and narrative par- parables yeah. and like all these kind of things there's discourses yes again playing into that greek drama thing yeah mm-hmm. um, um there's uh rather than like a secret messianic thing that goes on a little bit in uh in specifically mark and more matthew in order to combat the whole idea of like no god came in christ for the world for everyone yeah and while there was like a secret mystery and confusion about and mm-hmm. in the history idea, yeah, in the um, let's say the theological importance of God coming to the world and it's preached openly, yeah, um, the the authors emphasize, hey, it was open. Everyone knows that Jesus is getting up on the soapbox and saying, yeah, ego in me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they tried to kill him, but they couldn't for some reason. Yeah, because his hour had not yet come. Yeah, and so the he just disappeared. He literally slips through. I think is the word they use. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a slippery snake. Rather than having uh, one of the other unique things is rather than having a kingdom of God motif, there is yeah. a uh, uh, a new life, a spiritual yeah. rebirth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and those are obviously presented as two sides of the same coin in a, a holistic theology. Yeah, um, but those are. Uh, those are different. Different emphasis. Different things are emphasized. Yeah. Um, in those. Um, what else? Uh, a different angle on the same entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different picture, presenting the same landscape. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There's. Cool. There's. There's a lot of other stuff, but there. Uh, there's a lot of. There are, oh, of course, similarities with the synoptics. Yep. But uh, one of the biggest things about John is its differences, especially in its genre, its presentation, its, Christo- its Christology, even its soteriology. 
has difficulties, at least in my opinion, with yeah, John. We've talked which, about this. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about this, where Jesus is seen as uh, taking on the punishment of all sin and death upon him. Yeah. And now you are judged for rejecting Jesus. Yeah. Not for your sin and death. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pauline soteriology goes, no, God's judgment falls on all of sin and death for those who are in Christ. Their bit is uh, is taken on in Christ. Yeah. And so there's 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 some differences there that I'd like to explore. It, I'm not I'm not going to try to glaze over wait, them. Are you saying there's a different atonement theory? Yeah, <laughs> moral influence. No, <laughs> you and I have talked about this at one point, and I forget my original statement, but I think it had. Um, uh, we were trying to figure out if there was a, like a like a, a connection between them. There is. They appear uh, opposing, but it, I think we came up with this idea that it's like a it's like a temporal uh, perspective. There, 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 there may be a temporal thing going on there. Yeah. I, I would rather just apply to uh, John, and it's so it's it's not meant to be read as a soteriological textbook. Yeah. Um, right. It's not like the the epistles which talk about like what do you do now with specific church kind of yeah, idea. Yeah. 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 This is what does this and this is how this yeah. functions and you know. Yeah. Um that being said, Paul isn't trying to write a textbook either. And no. so it, it can be false to even take his things, which are the most well, textbook like. Peter even says it can be confusing, well, I understand. No, but yeah, yeah but that's not the point I'm making. The point yeah, I'm no. making is John that oh, okay. that Paul is not writing a theological textbook either. Right. Even though his is the most like that. Yeah. Right. That can be mistaken. But not even close with John. Yeah. John's not trying to write a theological textbook. If anything, it's the writing opposite, a pl- yeah. it's writing a play to get you to go, this is a story how Jesus changed the world and what are you gonna do about it now that you know about it? Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah. 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 Also um, he's good because light and and life. Also normally one of the first gospels translated into a new language. Yes. Um because it's the coolest. Um it's completely really? Fair. Is it your favorite? Uh, I mean, it has to be, dude. Mine has to be Luke because I did research on it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, also, I like Luke's, Luke Hacks together. What do we do? Um, do you got anything on after he's resurrected? Uh, we can talk more about the festivals, or we can end it there. Um, did, I don't. Do we want to talk about the resurrection? I was going to say we should probably talk about resurrection. That crucifixion and resurrection. Ah, we can. Um, crucifixion resurrection theme like what's is the importance that John places on it. Like oh, it's Christus Victor so hard it doesn't even care. Okay, it is Christus Victor, <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> um, the, and that, like that's even that's even presented in the prologue. The darkness yeah. came against it, but it did not. But yeah, the yeah, darkness yeah. did not prevail. Yeah. Again, um, with this idea of a grand narrative of world creation. Yeah, 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 and yeah. tying into with creation, creation yeah. has lost lost its its view of God and he comes mm. down into the world as yeah. light, as truth, as life to save it. Those who believe don't. Yeah. How does he conquer darkness by actually swallowing it, taking it all on so that, mm. and then showing that it has no power over him. Now he holds all the keys to sin and death, blah, blah, Here's blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the gospel should be ordered. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke. I agree. Yeah. Because he starts the same way that Genesis starts, and it's the beginning of the New Testament, and right. then it also allows Luke and Acts to be beside each other, right? <laughs> and the synoptics you, are still together. You might not be comfortable, but it is. <laughs> and and the synoptics are still together. I like it. I don't know if you should put a non. I don't think we should change the ordering of the Bible. Synoptic. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Nah, I'm gonna die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I under okay. 
I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the position of the people who ordered the Bible, the hundreds of people who were talking about it, debated it for years. Uh, I understand why they put it the way it is. I still uh, think Luke and Because shortest to longest? Yeah. I think uh, that Luke, Luke is, actually... Luke is longer than you're John. right. You're right. It is. It's the longest one. Yeah. Luke so Acts, in my opinion, should be... Synoptics, together. then not synoptics. But in the groupings, it's shortest to longest. I promised people we wouldn't get into the synoptics this episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Final nail in the coffin. Uh, synop- no. Nope. Synoptics, Acts, then John. Ugh. Gross. Um, um, but Chris's Victor, hard. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's this main dis- it's the main display of like, um, Christ breaks the powers of darkness yeah. by taking them on, even in this pacifistic type state, um, showing that not only does he not only do they not well, have sway over him, currently pacifistic. Yeah, actually, yeah. if we're gonna get into that, yeah, no, mm-hmm. um, Revelation is a slaughter. <laughs> yeah, a <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, grace period. <laughs> Yes. Um, Do you want mercy? You can have it. For now. The time is. The time is now. Uh, there's a discount on entering oh, heaven. Like, like in a marriage. Like in a marriage, it's like uh, uh, say like your oppositions are forever hold your peace. So yeah. it's just like referred to as like a marriage. Yeah, fair enough. And it's, there you go. There's a connection. Uh, yeah. But going after resurrection, there's as. Josh has brought up previously, actually, that there's a whole whack load of people that he meets, yeah. and he eats with people, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a heightened emphasis, and I, I think that this again ties into the more the the um, not apologetic per se, but that anti gnostic mm-hmm. um, theology that's being propagated there. Yeah. Hey, right. Jesus physically rose. Right. People physically saw him. People physically touched him. People physically... He ate physical food. Um, and that's a big theme, obviously, with, with, with John. And that, right. I think, I think that both the resurrection goes against the whole... Um, the way it's presented in, in John is it's, it's not physicality itself that's evil. It's right. human sin. Yeah. Um, what's that? Sure. Yeah. No, go ahead, Josh. Um, yeah. Mary Magdalene, the disciples, uh, Thomas, the whole twelve, the seven disciples again, and the whole twelve. Um, like when he's with Jesus, yeah. Jesus and Thomas, right? Sorry, but that'd be eleven. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, the the betrayer. Isn't there. Whoa, whoa. Um, isn't isn't this the gospel that says and Judas who is to betray him or yeah. something like that? It it gives you a spoiler for what's about to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It's my favorite part. Um, <laughs> Whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> Actually, one of the cool things that these guys also shows that they know, um, like, Jewish theology, not just, like, read the Bible. But um, uh, the when he meet, appears to the disciples on the road, and then, like, they don't recognize him. And yeah, he the, the guys to, to... Yeah, that's that's uh, clearly referencing Joseph when he meets his brothers, who betray him. And then okay. he reveals himself to them. Because they don't know who he is, and he has these conversations with them, and he's like, "Hey, it's me." Guess who? Guess who? And then they're freaking out, and he's like, "It's okay. okay. Go tell everybody. Go tell my that. dad." And then in this one, he says, "Go tell all the rest of the disciples." All the rest of the disciples. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. I th- I think tying in with this idea of Jesus being physically resurrected, being in a human kind of idea, 
So I think that one of the themes I hear most, I don't want to say normies, that's the wrong word, but <laughs> just theme. people when they, when they talk about the themes in John is the humanness that is put across of Jesus, mm-hmm. that it shows Jesus's emotions, his, even his thought processes, his soul kind of idea, whereas the other ones talk more about, like they, they get that across, especially yeah. ones like Luke, which talk about him eating with the poor and stuff, Yeah, but not as much on his reactions to things, how Jesus will will cry at Lazarus' yeah. resurrection. Jesus wept in 1132. Not just cry. It's the same emo- like rage-fueled emotion that mm. like a horse gets when it like is like baring its teeth for war. It's the same word oh used to describe that. So it's because huh. like the the context of that passage is like he's he's on his way to fix to to, to remove the curse of death and his one of his best friends dies right before he's about to fix the whole thing. Well, it's it's and, Right. It's interesting to... <laughs> he's like, nah. I think... Get out of there. <laughs> he's just asleep. If, if Jesus knows yeah. that he's going to resurrect Lazarus. Yeah. Um, what is his tears for? Mm-hmm. Is it is his tears specifically for his friend oh, yeah, Lazarus? Oh, we get to talk about this, yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, I thought we were going to talk about his, whether or not he was all-knowing. All no, no. I oh, think, no, we're not, no, we're not no, getting no, I think it actually is, like... He's sad that his friend died because, like, that could be, and that's fine. Yeah. However, I, I'm more sympathetic towards the view that it's it's tears over. He knows, he knows he's going to resurrect Lazarus. Yeah. He knows that that, that problem is going to be dealt with, and there's right. like a temporary yeah. sadness. But you're right. The amount of anguish that it causes him, the yeah. the angst within, Let's, is high. And because it's because it's this is his friend. Yeah. Right. Um. These are the the people that he's surrounded with. These are the, the, yeah. the people that care about his friend. Yeah, and this is the thing that humans have been going through because of sin, forever, because yeah. of darkness, yeah. because it's, of it's the state of the world. Yeah, that, he's grieving that it's now. it's yeah. it's the the oh yeah the state of things and the problem he sees it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he feels it, is, it. Yeah. he feels it, and I think it's it's more that his tears are more about oh this is right this is the situation that yeah, yeah. that I came to save Absolutely. and so it's 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 both his friend. But he knows he's going to deal with that. But it's more the oh, this is this is one instance of the human problem that oh, everyone yeah. goes yeah. through. And I think it's 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 that is what is causing because it like it's weird, but like this is the closest you like this is a showdown between God and his enemy, death. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like like he's like he, it's a precursor. He will not it's, win. it's yeah, it's the precursor to the final showdown. Yeah on good friday yeah, yeah exactly where well, it's like like this this is all the problems and he's just like nah yeah well it's we, not happening yeah and we we talked about this uh think in the what and why part two mm-hmm. uh podcast but also i think your basic theodicy goes over this a little bit is uh why did jesus come as a physical being like what what is the point why should we care uh Mm. about a god who cares about us kind of idea it's like well jesus came and he he didn't just like understand he doesn't just like sure from yeah. outside source like oh you're suffering whatever mm. like i'm gonna take it away no, he felt it yeah he he doesn't empathize he sympathizes yeah he understands suffering and death better Isn't than the other way around no sympathy is you understand it right and his empathy is an outside i think empathy is the better one Probably. I'm Anyways, sorry. It, it's it's just it's just yeah. that in the Christian religion you have a God who not just knows sin, knows death, knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I shouldn't say sin, although he became sin. 
Um, but anyway, well, and that's and part of that yeah. builds into the whole, you know, yeah. he's crucified. Father turns his face away. The song, but the whole, yeah. you know, forsaken by God, yeah. cursed upon a tree. That whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that's there. He he absorbs it. Yeah, he was yeah. abandoned, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and so you have a God unlike other religions in the christian religion although there may not be a satisfactory intellectual answer to the problem of evil not that that might even exist but you have a god who's like okay i know the problem i know the problem thoroughly Mm -hmm. but i've felt the problem yeah i've experienced it more than even most people do yeah well to the idea that he's experienced it the most right that he knows human pain and suffering and that's why you have hebrews is it Hebrews? I believe it is. The whole yeah, we do not have a high priest that is yeah. that that cannot sympathize with us. Yeah, um, but instead, like knows our our problems, our struggles are, and so that's I think that gets into gets into it. And I think uh, going back a little bit, one of the reasons why John's Jesus is so personable, yeah, is because instead of sermons and yeah parables, is everything's discourse. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, it's when he says, "Take up your cross and follow me." He's he's saying that as somebody who's taking up his cross. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. Like it's like when he says, "Like like you follow know, like my when steps, like yeah. you're going to go through hardship and blah blah blah, but continue to obey and follow God and mm-hmm. do good." And you're like, "Like why? Like like I don't care, right?" Well, the idea it, is that that's like, how Jesus changed the world. Yeah. Oh no, then it gets a little bit into moral influence, but that's no. fine. You no. s- you saw the pattern. You at least no. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's just you, Caleb. Joel will. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, no. It's like he's saying that, like, as somebody who's suffering, he's saying you're gonna su- like you're going to suffer on my behalf. Well, because I suffered. Like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a big part of John for sure. Is it the biggest uh, theme? Well, it's so heavily tied in with life and light and all that. Yeah, it's hard to say the definitive theme. But it is the um, one I think laymen tend to latch onto the most, which is hundred percent fair. Yeah, I, I think I think the the main theme though is the identity of Christ. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. In John. Yeah. Um, okay. But which fits our pattern? Yeah. What was what was it you said last um, time? Mark is. Uh, the king is here. Right. Matthew is the kingdom is here. Luke is this is what the kingdom looks like. John is this is what the king looks like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a little tiny chiasm. I was going to say that. <laughs> it's a little tiny giant chiasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Now, that concludes our four. Yes things we're gonna go we're gonna do a light harmony of the gospels next week mm-hmm. but we still get to do our segment yes our our new what is our segment where's our segment caleb our new segment is reddit in the bible where we just yes. take a something online a, normally a question online whether it can be on reddit facebook whatever mm-hmm. instagram the interwebs the interwebs the internet for the for the youngsters yes the 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 sequel to the arpanet how do you do, fellow Wow. <laughs> um, this... <laughs> Go on, but... Never mind, never mind. Um, this week's question actually continues to tie in with Johanian thought, but Revelation, also written yes. by John. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Who is... 
Oh, because it's the revelation of John. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's called the Apocalypse of John, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the characters in it, in the Apocalypse, which is a giant nightmare, is a beast. Yes. The question doesn't specify which beast, because yes. there's two, which I'll get Josh yeah. to, to comment on which. But I believe that the, the comment is it's specifically talking beast. about the famous beast, the one yeah. which the Whore of Babylon rides. Yes. Mm. The one with many heads? Yes. Yes. Um, who's who's the beast there, Josh? Tell me. What do the numbers mean? What do the numbers <laughs> what mean? What do they mean, Mason? <laughs> well, do you want the legit answer or the quick answer? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll do the quick one, and then we can elaborate sure. further. Um, the quick answer is, um, using apocalyptic literature, the beast symbolizes, as it does throughout many apocalyptic literatures in the Hebrew ways, mm-hmm. um, a beast usually symbolizes a kingdom of sorts or a kingdom in ways. The empire. And so, yeah. Getting um, with Daniels. Yeah. As in John's depiction, the dark kingdoms that oppose the kingdom of light, mm-hmm. God's kingdom. Um, and they sometimes momentarily win. But in John specifically, it's referencing um, the, the cultic worship of the emperor. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is the fuel and the culture of Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea was that everybody worshipped the emperor on top of whatever gods they worshipped individually. Right. Um, and Christians were called to not do so. Do not wear the mark of the beast. I have a weird thing with the Mark of the Beast, okay? Yeah. Not that it's, you know, uh, it's the vaccination. The credit, it's a credit card you put in your it's, wrist. It's the, that, no. It's the QR code we're all getting in the back of our heads. Nice. Um, no. Agent 47. Um, yeah. No, it's the monster cans. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, even, oh though, even though mo- more earlier documents say it's 616 rather than 666, but eh, whatever. Uh, but both numbers work for the individual that it's most likely prescribed to. Yeah, because Nero. Yeah. But we'll get there. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, mark, the mark of the beast yes. is said to be on the foreheads and, and hands yes. of those who participate in the worship of the beast. Yeah. Um, which I'd like to get into in a, in a second here. Yeah. Um, do you... It's subscribe literal, right? to the idea. Yeah, no, 100% literal. It's literally figurative. Apocalypse is famously literal, right? It's literally figurative. Um, <laughs> would you subscribe to the idea that when it's when it's talking of, of the hands and the, and the head, it's the thoughts and the actions Thank of you. the worship? Yes, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, uh, it's the thoughts and the actions of the people who worship the beast. You can, yeah. and, that, and that ties further into the Johannian issue with hey how do we f- tell out false teachers prophets all that yeah, all that kind of stuff if you if you are of the light and believe in the light you'll behave like the light yeah if yeah. you're of the darkness you'll think of the darkness yeah you'll behave the darkness yeah. yeah if you want to yeah. judge him by his fruits. fruits yeah and so what will people that are part of the the king the, the kingdom well, of darkness the uh the the people the of the beast what will they do well they their fruits will show yeah. that they are the well, and their the thoughts this, and their actions this yeah. loosely gets back to the uh Levitical idea of when God and Deuteronomy, when God says um, uh, the the famous Deuteronomy six, um, the beginning with the Shema, and then like the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, okay. mind, and then uh, read the word, like remember me, read yeah. the law daily, mm-hmm. read it when you go up, when you go down, when you sleep, when you blah blah blah, tie it on boxes, tie it on body. boxes on your forehead yeah. and yeah. on your hands, yes. yes. And on your doorway, and on your all yeah. these things, and it's keeping the word of God, living on, according to it. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's putting physically into practice so that it never leaves your mind. And the idea is, is that 
these two groups, the people who have the mark of God or the mark of the beast, mm -hmm. they're living, they're so consumed with what they believe. The like, like their life, yeah. who they are is the, the thoughts and the actions of their belief system. As are this, you of this? As if it was literally marked on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that causes the beast to be worshipped yes. in Revelation is the uh, is that it will have said to have been slain. Yeah. Or it will be said to have been marred or killed or whatever. Um, and it has a fake death and resurrection thing. Like Jesus. Like Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Um, a fake miracle of sorts. Um, yeah. I just really like this because it ties in with history. Um, some people have pointed out that it's uh, that it could be um, how the Caesar was killed. Yep. Um, the head of yep. of the Roman Empire was killed, and yet the empire continued on. Octavian continued on. It appears more likely, though, if the beast and the mark of the beast is going towards Nero, that it appears better. Byzantium. That, no. <laughs> that no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Nero's attempted suicide. Yes. Oh. Um, okay. Death come back wow yeah massive thing because the mark of the beast is i don't think i've ever heard that before that's, that's where most people go okay um yeah i just i just think that's really interesting and it ties yeah. in that little like and it's a further tie with nero more than just the uh the numbers which are a reference to tiberius yeah. although he can't say nero because then that would cause massive problems but yeah the numbers reference it's tiberius and everyone knows yeah. that nero's current emperor the idea is oh hey this is not nero wink <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm not a traitor i promise exactly yeah um yeah now roman emperor cult yeah one of the things that's heavily tied with the beast is the whore babylon yes which is the um how can, how can i word it um the economic prosperity that is built off of the debauchery and oppression of the saints and all that yeah um, one of the things with roman emperor, emperor cult is heavily tied to commerce yes uh, and that's one of the reasons why you have this like hey when babylon dies when the woman of babylon the whore of babylon dies yeah. the the um the the traders and the merchants will weep you know for for the economic loss right and because one of the things is if you don't participate in the roman emperor cult it was very hard to get into markets specifically yeah. in anatolia okay um in modern day mm -hmm. turkey uh, which is where the seven churches where that yeah uh, apocalypse is written right, to. right 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 and so it further ties in with that roman emperor cult apocalypse of uh, the uh, the roman emperor cult uh, whore of babylon representing merchant yeah um representing some kind of merchant class that's built off of these these immoral um, yeah i uh, idolatry well, it's generally the idea that like um the 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 religious systems outside of uh, it's it's hard to separate church and state yeah especially back then yeah the like fake church and fake state yeah fair yeah like it's yeah yeah um i love revelation so in other words the beast is uh, worshiping anything that's not God, there specifically go. with him in this context, because it's, as we know from eschatological literature class that we all shared, except for not me. Holden, not me, is like the 
the the normatively with apocalyptic literature, specifically within the Bible, there is a pattern of destructive events known as the days of the Lord. Um, and they're, they slowly from the beginning of time to now slowly reveal more and more about the nature of some ultimate version of this. Um, and people think of Revelation as that ultimate thing of mm -hmm. what it's going to be like as a prophecy. Mm -hmm. But in reality, John, as an apocalypse, is writing about an event that is occurring and as a using the symbols of the time to present hey it's going to be like this yeah not sure not this look for these things yeah it's which well, might there, be there are parts of that yes there are parts yes. of that i was like hey know these signs yes um but it appears as though they're more general ideas yeah it appears as though revelation is totally aware that hey you know what god will probably move in typological patterns yeah yeah there is a pattern that he has moved on from well the flood and the, yeah considering he uses ideas of different apocalypses through time like daniel yeah. and stuff like that to re, like the exodus it's, it's actually like exodus. um revelation is actually the most hype, not necessarily hyperlinked going forward obviously because it's the it's the last yeah. but it references previous texts more than any other book yeah it right. makes sense it being the last but like also, like so yeah. much like down to like tiny little phrases of like yes. three word things. It's just like, that's oh, insane. that's a tie to it's wild. Yeah, um, yeah. In that book that I gave you, I, I'm so glad I need you're, to read I'm it. so glad you're reading it. I'm starting it. I'm, I just it's started. So good. Which book is it? Um, All Things New okay. uh, by Brian Tab. I probably have no idea. I think it's Brian Tab. Uh, okay. It's in the Brian, IVP. Brian Adams. <laughs> uh, it's in the IVP uh, New yeah. Studies in Biblical Theology. Yeah, um, we'll talk about good. it as uh, what have you read at some point. Yeah. Um, and if you're, uh, yeah, apocalyptic literature is, it, it is difficult. Oh, dude, John yeah. Collins' yeah. Apocalyptic Imagination is an amazing book. Yeah. Very dense and hard to get through, though. Yes. Right. Um, well, and when you talk about uh, apocalyptic literature, especially Revelation, it's automatically going to become controversial very quickly. Yeah. Because everyone have, disagrees. People have very strong opinions about it, too. It'd yes. be like, oh, if you disagree with this, well, you're... Mm. And if you yeah, lean more towards... A, it's a good thing Jesus loves you. Well, yeah. If you lean more <laughs> towards a more fundamentalist, like this is a literal translation, like there will be four supermoons or whatever. Blood moons. <laughs> the supermoon! Well, my, my favorite... Well, a supermoon um, tonight, so... I'm just excited for a red dragon to show up with ten heads. Well, yeah. I remember people... I want, I, I, I would, I want that reality. I've, yeah. I've heard the argument where it's like, hey, but people are getting more... Uh, more... Uh, what is it? Um, normalized. With yes. crazy yeah. things on television, yeah. when the dragon shows up, man, it's gonna be, who knows, man? Maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll yeah. just go no, along with it. And it's just like I'm just gonna talk about <laughs> medieval mythology no, just but it's for like, a little bit. Just but how, how, what would you do if, like, you know, you're 40 or whatever, and suddenly, full depiction of Satan as the great red dragon appears just over the skies, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I want, I want to ride it. I guess it's happening. That. Mm. No, you don't. No. No. Oh, you're right. It's also because the dragons, in like that archetypal sense, is is representation of the evil wizard that's behind the beast. Yeah. It's well, there's some weird well, things going yeah. on there. Well, no, no, no. It's not just that. It's the um. We've derailed so hard. I but I love. No, no, it's this. great. I love <laughs> it's about Satan is the evil wizard Maleficent behind the dragon, which she becomes, which is the great red dragon, which is behind the kingdom, her castle, the beast. Oh my gosh, it's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. 
you're saying Sleeping Beauty Beauty is it's Revelation? Sleeping Beauty, yeah. It's you. It's, <laughs> well, buddy, that's what you said. Well, the the if you create a story that is true in archetype, it's going to draw on biblical truths. Okay, I agree. If, if you say something profound and beautiful and meaningful, it's going to draw on biblical truth. So you're saying if sure. it's right, it's probably the Bible. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Also, and, yeah, it's good to keep a loose interpretation of Revelation. Yeah. It's probably. Yeah. I, I think taking a literal approach is just going to hinder your just ideas of the Bible. Don't get so uh, yeah hardened around your beliefs about what may happen. Yeah. And don't be too loose around them either. Either yeah. one. But like like focus on Approaching finding the truth. And trembling. Where does right? where does Jesus want me to work right now? How am I gonna further the kingdom with my little effort and God's great power? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's gonna conclude this episode. Next episode we're gonna do the Harmony of the Gospels. Thank you, Caleb, for bringing us John. No yeah. problem. Um it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did this series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to do Harmony of the Gospels, and then we're going to do a basic hermeneutics episode, mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty fun. Sweet. I'm super excited about it. How do you read the Bible? And the answer is, I try to. Um, <laughs> With your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, mm. never mind. <laughs> Dang it. If you've learned royal. anything from the book of Eli, <laughs> oh, no. it's with your fingertips. <laughs> it's that the only person that can read the Bible in the apocalypse is a guy that has no eyes. So you're, so you're saying that you re- if you read it in Braille, that's the true way to read the Bible? No, it's the only way, because all the other Bibles burnt up. One of the weird things, though, I is read. the... If it's in Braille, oh, it's no. just still in English. But, no, 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 you're right. But <laughs> also... It's the same thing as just it written but down. also the book of Eli, like... So God's real. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> eh? <laughs> like, oh, wait. That answers our first question. What is a non-Christian depiction of, of the actual God? Of the actual God. Oh, yeah. It's in the media. book of Eli. It's the book of Eli. Anyway, we're yeah. going to conclude on that. Thank you for getting this far in the podcast. I've never seen... It. That's, you're talking about the movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about a book of the Bible. <laughs> no. I was like... That's- <laughs> Where are you get? Are you guys insane? No. Okay, Have mind. you watched the Book of Eli? I, have not. I guess. What? We'll talk about this later. We will. We will. We'll conclude here, saying, Colton, we will yeah. watch the Book of Eli with you. Can't if wait. our audience also participates in watching the Book of Eli, which is a wild comment on the next video. Yeah. Watch together. Um. See you next time.